Australia. How are you going? How are you going? I hope you're going all right. I trust that you are. You better be. Might be going a little bit better than me with this silly thing on the roof of my mouth. Seriously, it feels like I've got a goddamn like tongue piercing. It's just everything's a little bit lispy. It's very weird. Anyway, uh, we're right back in the swing of things here at NBA Australia. Uh, what is it? Tuesday, January 9, all day. How are you going? I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a, uh, what am I? I'm a dude. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at codebet.com.au. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Fox Sports Lab NFL, CodeBet Daily, all that good stuff. Uh, here in Larry Armour Studios, that's right, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all things NBA, repping Stray a bit too, trying to talk properly. <laughs> Struggling, I'll tell you what. But weird, 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 weird day. Ja Morant is done for the season. With a labrum. That's not good. Uh, we had Tyrese Halliburton do the splits. He's hurt his hammy. Uh, Phoenix are cooked. They got fucking killed today. So did Milwaukee. Anyway, uh, Draymond had a sook. Oh, I've got a couple of thoughts about that. Do you, Jim? Yes. Uh, the Celtics got dogged by the refs. It was a crazy day today. So we're going to wrap all that in the NBA Australia game wraps. Uh, we've got That's Not an Eyeful, Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night, Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got some Yenars, some good listener ones today. And uh, the Unpopular Opinion of the Day in our back take house where we're serving up a flame girl take. Uh, there is an Andrew Gaze Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence and a pick and preview for all the games tomorrow. Uh, I think we crushed the picks today, so not bad. All right, without further ado, let's get into it. This is episode 1014 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Well, you better watch out for the whinge attack if you're uh, anybody in the Draymond vicinity. Jeez, that guy loves a whinge, doesn't he? Uh, but really, you should watch out for the Clippers attack if you're the Suns. Uh, you should watch out for the Pacers attack if you're the Celtics. Or the ref attack if you're the Celtics. Or maybe the Jalen Brown, uh, the Benny Matherin attack if you're the back of Jalen Brown's head. No, that was Buddy Hield. That's right, Buddy Hield. Wang JB on the back of the head. Oh, but he touched the ball as well, so uh, no foul, incidental contact. It's like, I don't know. I feel like if you're elbowing somebody in the bonce while also getting a skerrick of a finger on the uh, ball at the same time, uh, we've got some things to talk about there. Either way, let's uh, start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Show with the daily. Oh, it's a whip around, Jim. Good one. Jamarant is done! Ah, oh, just when it was turning around for the Grizzlies, or at least felt like it was... Uh, a corner had been sort of navigated and they were cruising from here on out to a point where they could eat into that sort of play-in lead that the likes of the Warriors and the Lakers and everyone has. Now it's just full-blown, fuck it, we're tanking, sell off all the, basically everybody not named Desmond Bean, uh, Triple J. Who else do you want to keep on this? Zaire, maybe. It's a weird one. They don't have a giant amount of assets, but either way. Luke Kennard's like, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to get traded again. Um, 
But he, he had a subluxation of his right shoulder. So after ongoing soreness and instability at an MRI, uh, there's a labral tear underneath it. So pretty brutal. The dude literally just sort of came back and was averaging, you know, what, 25 points a game basically and is gone. It stinks. It stinks. Uh, so that's just not fun. Because, look, this is the thing. I hate this shit because he's such a fun player. He's a lunatic, but he's fun as shit. Like, god damn, he's electric. So I hope he gets back soon. Um, but, yeah, it feels very Aaron Rodgers, like, running out on the field. Four plays later, tears his Achilles. Jar came back, goes, what's going on? We're going to win some games. Oh, fuck me shoulder. <laughs> so, yeah, not great. Not great. Anyway, um... What else do we have? Well, he averaged what? It was nine games. So nine games, he averaged 25, 5, and 8. God damn, he's good. This stinks. This is why you shouldn't waste, you know, any time of your career, Ben Simmons. Oh, these guys are being nice to me. I want to sit out for a while. Oh, geez, why is my back hurt? <sighs> anyway. Um,. Tyrese Halliburton obviously got hurt as well, as I sort of mentioned. He came, he sort of slipped on the floor and just sort of did the splits. Uh, had to be carried off. And uh, MRI shows like a bit of a left hamstring strain for him. So not ideal, not good, not fun, obviously, uh, for the NBA's leading assist man. And I did say at the start of the season, like, the paces go as Halliburton goes. Uh, without him, they're fucked. Of course, they then did turn around and still beat the Boston Celtics today. Um, really good team effort. We'll talk about that in a second. But obviously, her, Halliburton being hurt sucks. You're just hoping that it's not super serious and it's like not a hamstring tear or anything. Hammies, calves, they're the sort of things that linger. Uh, so hopefully, Tyrese is pretty good. Um, and it's just a strain that he can get over soon because it looked bad. Because goddamn, he did the splits. Um, other little bits of news before we get to the Draymond stuff. Uh, Players of the week was announced. That was Shengun, which is kind of neat for the Rockets. And uh, Bronson for the Knickerbockers of New York City. Uh, Shingun averaged a 24-7-4.5. Not bad. Bronson had 27-3 and 9.3 assists a game. Oh, yeah, bro. Not bad. All right, though. Draymond. Let's do it. <laughs> I nearly retired because everybody was being so mean. I just had, it was just so bad. I nearly retired. How much does this bloke love fucking bashing dudes? I said, Adam, I want to retire. If you're not going to let me punch a fucking random European big dude every two weeks, what am I even here for, man? Uh, Dreamer, I think you're making a very rash decision and I won't let you do that. <laughs> Seriously. This is what came out today. Uh, Draymond speaking like he's in a fucking weird contrived hostage video. It's like he's giving the world's most boring TED talk. He's like, the responsibility that has been placed upon me as a father, as a husband, as a podcaster, (laughs) as a business owner, as a television personality, and as a black man in America, I've handled it miserably. Uh, can we fire this one up, please? Uh, oh, no! I don't know. Maybe just don't punch dudes in the fucking face, Draymond. It's not hard. Most of us spend our time not trying to fucking choke out Frenchmen, elbow fucking Bosnian heads 
like just generally, or punching our teammates fair in the fucking face. This isn't rocket surgery. Like, what are we doing here? Oh, I thought about retiring. I told him, Adam, this is too much for me. It's all becoming too much for me and I'm going to retire. Seriously, all we're asking, Draymond, is for you not to punch dudes in the face, choke out giant Frenchmen, or try to fucking separate a Bosnian's head from his shoulders. That's all we want you to do. We want you to show a hint of fucking self-control, not kick dudes in the dick every 20 fucking minutes. Work on yourself a hint. That's all we're asking. He's like, no, I will retire before I will do that. What are you doing? But this is the amazing part about all this fucking horrible fucking hostage video that he released. I had a great conversation with Adam. Yeah, it was really helpful to me. I'm very thankful to play in a league with a commissioner like Adam who's more about helping you than hurting you. Helping you than punishing you. He's more about the place. I don't know. It feels like you haven't learned a fucking thing, you dunderhead. Anyway, the other bit was Coach Kerr. Yeah, Coach Kerr came to visit me after shoot-around. We sat in the yard. He cried. I cried. What, then Maggie laughed? <laughs> She's such a trooper. Why is Steve Kerr crying? He's like, hey, can you stop fucking up Steph's twilight, you dickhead? I'm fucking sick of it. He's like, yeah, man, look, hey, I want you to end this the right way. It's like, yeah, or I'm going to fucking trade you, you idiot. Stop trying to punch dudes in the head. Seriously, it's like he's like fucking committed a war crime. And he's like, yeah, it's just, oh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I've kind of fucked that one, haven't I? It's like, yeah. If you showed a hint more actual fucking remorse rather than going, well, I'm reading this sort of, I've had a really, really long, hard thought. I've had a sit and a think. And yeah, I I can see why some people would think that I'm, I've kind of fucked this one up a little bit. It's like, no shit, dickhead. And then he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, what what really hurt me was how much Steph copped it for being a bad leader. I want to apologize to Steph. You don't want to apologize to Jordan Poole? What are you doing? And this is the biggest thing that I got out of this bullshit Draymond stuff. And I just want to leave this here because I'm fucking sick of this moron. Uh, The amazing thing to me is he punched his teammate in the face. He tried to fucking knock Nurk's blog off with his elbow. He's kicked Steven Adams and LeBron in the dick. He choked out Rudy Gobert and tried to fucking rip his head off. And somehow, somehow, Draymond is the victim. Oh, yeah, I'm going to retire. It's all too much for me, Adam. They're all being mean. Yeah, because you try, keep trying to kill dudes, fuckhead. What are you doing? Pull your head in, Draymond. Fuck. All right. Let's do some game raps. <laughs> oh, God, I tell you what, it's horrible. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. I just don't know. I just don't know. I just... I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I, I, I just don't know. Seriously. All right, let's do some game raps. Game raps, game raps, game raps. Green raps, game raps, green raps. Green raps from today. Uh, we had Chicago get by Charlotte in a really crazy game. Overtime, 119. Uh, I think it was 119, 112. Uh, the line was six and a half, so uh, cha-ching. Uh, <laughs> 12 to five in the overtime. Charlotte just kept missing threes down the stretch, and I'm just like fucking riding the fucking white-knuckle express. of like, 
Oh, Jesus, they're going to fuck. It came came through. Uh, But 39 and 8 for Terry Rose. He hit seven threes. He was going off chop. He had 24, 8 and 5 for Miles Bridges. He went four of eight from three. The problem is, yeah, it's like the rest of this team, there's nothing there. Brandon Spindles Miller went two of 11. And uh, they don't have Gordy Hayward. They don't have Lamello. Uh, They don't have basically. It's they didn't have PJ Hamilton Washington in this one either. They basically were without with like five rotation players because uh, they don't have Mark Williams and they didn't have Cody Martin either. So it's basically five rotation pieces. It's just like what are we doing here? It is brutal. So they've started Spindles Miller, Miles Bridges, uh, Nick Richards, Terry Rose, and Bryce McGowan's. It's just. Uh, Nick Smith Jr. at least had 15 points off the bench. That's kind of nice. Uh, but the big thing for me is, like, James Booknight, that dude fucking stinks. Uh, really, though, Chicago, these are the games they need to keep on winning, right? And if they had have blown this one, you'd be like, oh. But they moved to 17-21 and 21 with this one. And a lot of it's to do with Kobe. Kobe White. I fucking love him. You know I love him. 27-6-5 in this. 21-15 in 23 minutes for Andre Drummond. Starting as well. And DeMar DeRozan there had 18-7-7 with three steals. Uh, they brought Vooch and Levine off the bench. So both coming back from injury. Vooch only his second game back. Uh, Levine had a shocker. Two of eight from the floor for nine points. Vooch was really good. 21-10-4. And, and you're like, if Andre Drummond can give you like a hint of this against shit teams like Charlotte, then you're laughing. But um, the Bulls still need more shooting. The 9-26 from three in this one. 17 to 42 for Charlotte, and uh, they just couldn't quite get over the hump down the stretch, right? So maybe full strength Charlotte, a little bit more dangerous, but today they were not. Uh, the Hornets now 8 and 26. Bulls, signs of life because Kobe White is unleashed. Trade Levine right now. Well, after he's a good game. Uh, Boston, Indy, Boston 131, the Indianapolis Pacers of Indianapolis. Indiana Pacers, Jim. Um, 131, 133. How did that happen? Oh, a bit of jobs jobbing by the refs, of course. <laughs> no Jason Tatum in this. Uh, he was uh, out with a like, left ankle sprain or whatever it was. So, uh, Jalen Brandon instead goes for 40 on 17 and 26 shooting. He was awesome. He did everything. Uh, the Extreme Zinger Mill. The Extreme Zinger Mill. was really good too. 19, 5 and 7. Uh, even though 21-6-6 six six from Juru Holiday, like both of them were really fucking good. The big letdown in this one was actually probably Derek White, who went 4-16 of 16 shooting and just couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn. And then they still should have won the game. Like, Jalen Brown got fouled by uh, Buddy Heald at the end, and then they call uh, a foul on the Supercharged Zingerberger. Supercharged Zingerberger. Benny Matherin calmly walks to the line, hits one of them, they win the game. Uh... Luke Cornett has like a great shot at the uh, game tire right at the end, which is pretty crazy. And like off the inbounds from Derek White and sort of flips it back over his head and it misses just somehow. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, so Cornett, he has like, like Derek White throws it up. They've got what, 0.3 of a second left or whatever. So literally all you can sort of do is uh, tap it in. And that's almost what he does. But Benny Matherin got fouled with, like, fuck all time left by the Zinger uh, when it was tied 131. He goes up, calmly nails two of the three, and misses the third one. They somehow get the rebound. It's like the quickest fucking rebound you've ever seen in your life. 
Uh, Cornet misses the just the sort of over the head tapping that would have been one of the greatest game tires you would have ever seen. Uh, so a bit of a crazy one. Very fun. But Brown definitely got fouled by Heald. It was some dog shit stuff from the refs. Uh, a lot of this was dog shit stuff from the refs, really, it felt like. But Boston sometimes just don't have anyone to blame but themselves. Like, without Halliburton being in this game since the second quarter, they just let them stick around, and they were down for a big chunk of the fourth quarter, right? Like, it was really weird. Benny Matherin, Buddy Heald were just sort of, like, hitting big shots when it mattered. Obi, ain't no stopping Obi Toppin was doing stuff. Andrew Nemhard was crushing it. Turn it, like, that was the thing about the paces. Everybody did something. So, for the Celtics, you had the 40, the 21, 40 from Brown, the 21 from Drew, uh, the zing of the 19, 11 and 6 for Al, 4 threes from Pritchard, but the paces just shared the love. 26 for Benny Matherin, 15 from Heald, 17 for Naismith, 16 for Turner. They went 47% from 3, 19 to 40, which is bloody good. And uh, they sort of just, like, what? Jalen Smith had 11 and 9. He was tough. Toppin had the 13 off the bench too. 12 for TJ McConnell with seven assists. And they're just really well coached. They're really good at home. The paces. Fuck, they're fun. Like to do this with that Halliburton is crazy, but it's also one of those things where you go, yeah, this is maybe why they need that one extra dude. You know? Um, But the two-minute report tomorrow is going to be fucking hilarious about this game, right? Because it's going to be like, oh, yeah, he hit the ball at the same time as the head, so it's incidental contact and fucking play on. It's like, well, the exact same thing should basically apply to the extreme zinger meal then with that foul, the one, the paces of the game, but whatever. Uh, Boston now 28-8 with that one, 21-15 and 15 for the Pacers. Uh, OKC just sort of kept Washington at arm's length. I picked Washington in yesterday's show for the plus 11.5 for this exact reason, right? The Wizards uh, will just sort of stick around in some of these sorts of really high-scoring games where no one plays much defense because they're like, it's Washington. What are they going to do? Beat us? The answer, invariably, is no. So OKC just kept their arm's length. They shot almost 60%. They go 14 and 28 from three. They're another team who need like one more three-point shooter. Uh, but 24 and five for Paul. 22, 15 and five for Kuzma. Uh, 17, four and four and uh, for Denny Avdija, who got a bit of time for Denny. I'll tell you. But outside of that, the Wizards are a fucking mess. Like, they're just a mess. Okay, see, they, they didn't realize that Chet Holmgren's really fucking good. They let him go for 31, 4, and 5. He had 4, four or 5 from 3. And at no point did it feel like the Wizards were like, oh, yeah, we should guard him. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. Uh, Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones. He had the 18 and 9. And you're like, yeah, we should probably um get... Tyus Jones onto a better, more fun team. I kind of feel like if we had him on uh, the Spurs, you'd be laughing. But anyway, Kispert, he had 11. Uh, but it was OKC that really impressed me. They were awesome. 31 out of 4 and 5, as I mentioned for Chet. 21, 7 and 10 for Jalen Williams. Uh, SGA had 32, 6 and 5 with three steals. He is insane. Giddy had the 9, 6 and 9. Nice. He was a plus 22, was Gids, in 26 minutes. That's bloody good. Uh, four made threes for Isaiah Jones, 16 points. And Aaron Wiggins outplaying uh, Andrew Wiggins at this point, 13 and 5 for him. So good win for the Thunder to go into Washington and sort of just get the job done. They needed to. 136, 128, 24 and 11 now. Washington dropped to 6 and 30. <laughs> Someone punched that man in the face. Uh, Houston couldn't get the job done in Miami. This was just a fucking clinical 
clinical win for the wizard uh, for the Heat because Houston were sort of just a little bit over the shop. Uh, between Jabari and Jalen Green, they were fucking horrible. They went five of twenty three combined from the floor. And this is the sort of game we're like, yeah, yeah. No, Dylan Brooks is becoming a bit of a problem, especially on the road. But this is the thing: the Houston Rockets. What's their? Uh, hey, Jim. What's their record now on the road? Yeah, they're three eleven on the road. It's not good. Uh, the Heat, though, you had Nikola Jovic. A lot of be confused with the Jokic. Uh, six eight and six with two steals and two blocks. He was really good, but Bam really set him in the fourth quarter, and they kept the Rockets at uh, arms like twenty two twelve for Bam, twenty eight for Hero. Five made threes for him. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan Robinson. Fourteen and seven assists. He went three of ten from three. Uh, Josh Richardson twelve two and two. Just. Without, like, Kyle, Kyle Larry went out. Uh, what did he do? He hurt his wrist or whatever. And Jaime Hawkes was fucking awesome. 14 4 and 4. Get him in the dunk comp. Let's do it. K Love had 15 7 and 4. The throwing back the fucking, turning back the clock. And this is just what the Heat do. They were just like, if you're not paying attention, they'll fucking grind you into dust. And that's what they did to the Rockets. And the Rockets aren't quite at the point where they can uh, get through with two of their young dudes shooting like shit. And still win the game. Shingun had 22 and 11. The 32 for Van Vliet was seven assists, but he hit seven threes, did Van Vliet. And it just, yeah, never felt like it was going to be enough. So the Rockets dropped to 18 and 17. Miami, 21 and 15. Utah, shit pumped the Bucks. What? What? Everybody watching this game was like, what the hell was that? What was that? What the hell was that? The Bucks were getting booed at home. Uh, they were shit. Utah kicked the fuck out of them. Seriously, what was it? Like 77-46 at the half. Eesh. That's not great. It's like so not great, it's fucked. <laughs> uh, no Dame, and the Bucks are 0-3 now without Dame this season. Uh, the Yaz have actually won 8 of the last 10, but beat them by 16 in the end, 132-116. Uh, they were... Kind of challenge for a hint there in the third quarter. The Bucks were like, oh, we're going to mount a bit of a challenge. Oh, no, we're not. The Jazz just hit some more threes in the way they went because they went 20 of 44 from downtown. That's pretty good. Uh, it's better than the 17 of 36 than the Bucks had too. Not percentage-wise, but total-wise. Uh, 25, 10, and 11 for Giannis. He shot 10 of 20 from the floor, 0 of 2 from 3, 23 and 8 for Middleton. But that's 8 assists. Not bad. 13, 6 and 3 for Lopez. 3, 6 from 3. Beasley hit 5 of 8 from 3 at 17. And then there wasn't much else. Um, it's kind of like that. Right. You don't have Dame. We just know that their depth is pretty not great. Fighting Bobby Porter's fight around the world at 8 and 3. And if Bobby's not going to give you a shit ton off the bench... Without Dame playing, it's uh, going to hurt. Paddy Connaughton had six on two or three from three, two or three for AJ Green as well. But it's just not quite enough, right? So bit of a weird one. Uh, there's just a lot going wrong, it feels like, with this uh, Bucks team at the moment. They've lost four of their last five, 0-3 without Dame. 
They're now 25 and 12. Utah 18 and 20. They rode Lowry 21 and 14, 19 and 3 for John Collins. It's a tall cocktail. 19 for the sex man, Colin Sexton. Chris Dunn had 13 assists. It's serious. Like the Jazz are seriously like the Island of Misfit Toys. It's like former lottery picks, high draft picks like Sexton, Markinen, Collins, Dunn, Clarkson, Agbaji, and George, like sort of mixed in. Keontae George was great, 19, 6, and 4. 21 for Clarkson with 4 and 6 as well. See, I told you from the fucking get-go, Clarkson should be coming off the bench. Now they're starting Sexton. It makes so much more sense. I'm just saying, Will Hardy, you got to listen to the show more. What are you doing, mate? He's like, fuck, I'll listen once, and Jim was talking sense. So he moved Clarkson to the bench, and lo and behold, 8 of their last 10, they're now 18 to 20. Let's go, Yaz! But also, it's just a really good mix, you know. <laughs> they they shot the piss out of today. They didn't turn it over. And they out-rebounded the Bucks pretty handily by nine. They got to the line. They went 20 of 44 from three. The Jazz, they'll have these games. Good stuff by the Jazz. And then the Clippers beat the piss out of the Suns. This game was chaos because it was really good. And then it wasn't because the Clippers just went, oh, right, that's enough fucking round. Bang! Seriously, it was super close all the game. Uh, Clippers sort of just had them just sort of thereabouts, right? They are up by eight at the half and like 10 going into the fourth, but it never felt like they could really stretch it out, and then they just did. It was like a seven-point game after KD hit a couple of free throws. It was like 96-103 in the fourth, and then the clamps just came out. It was absolutely crazy. They rip off a 17-7 run um, to start that fourth quarter, but... Basically, they turn that seven-point lead into a 20-point lead with 13 straight points out of fucking nowhere, all because of Kawhi. <laughs> Seriously, he just went, all right, that's enough fucking round. Bang! Four steals in two and a half minutes between the for the Clippers, three of which were by Kawhi. He just went, right, nah, give me the ball, idiot. <laughs> and it led to a Kawhi jumper, a hardened tech foul where he hit the free throw. Then he hits a three. You have a Danny Tice dunk, you've got a Pow 3, a Kawhi jumper, a Mere Coffee jumper, and boom, it's a 20-point lead out of nowhere, and the game's over. Because Devin Booker played again, Brad Beal played, you'd barely fucking notice. That's the sort of player Brad Beal is. And uh, KD was good, but just wasn't quite enough. Because Eric Gordon went 3 of 8 for 12 points. You got nothing from Grayson Allen for 8 points. He went 5 of 5 at the free throw line. Uh, only one of three from downtown. Booker, the 20-point, zero-rebound, five-assist game. It was a minus 31. He just got swallowed up by the length of the Clippers time and time again. 37-2 and two for Durant. That's 30 points. He shot 10 of 17, 36 from three, amazingly efficient, and was a minus 14. Nurk had eight and three, and that was it. He was just getting out-hustled by Zoobs, and you're like, yep, that'll do it. Uh, and Beal, this is the problem. Brad Beal has these games where he's just like a fucking volume shooter and not getting to the line enough, right? 15 points on 15 shots. 0-2 from deep. He's not a three-point shooter, not a volume three-point shooter at least, and that's where it's fucking him. So you look at the other dudes on this team, it's like, cool. What's Akogi doing? What's Gordon doing? What's Drew Eubanks doing? It's like, turns out not much. Well, what's going to happen then? Well, we're fucked, and that's the Suns. They've got no other levers to pull. It's like, well, we really hope Brad Beal's good. It's like, oh, I'm not good tonight. It's like, well, we're fucked. 
Like, can we get 30 points out of Nurkic? It's like, are you playing Denver? No. Then you're fucked. The Suns are too shallow and just too shit. They've got zero fucking rebounding. It feels like they've got size across the park, but also no size. It's really weird. They got out-rebounded by 19 today by the Clippers. It was nuts. 25 for Paul George. 17 with five steals for Clamps, Kawhi Leonard. Love that. <laughs> 19 and 8 for Zoobs. 19, 7 and 10 for Harden. He went 3 or 4 from 3. Tree man went 14 points, 3, 6 from 3. 14 for Norm. Norm Powell. 9 each for Rusty and Amir Coffee. And they fucked them up. They shot 62% from the floor and 51% from 3. The Suns are fucking cooked. They're 19 and 18. The Clippers now 23 and 13. Amazing gear. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. That's not that nice. That's a knife. I will tell you what. I will tell you what. <laughs> For a bloke who didn't have like the biggest scoring night, it was incredible how Kawhi controlled that game. Seriously, he only ended up with the uh, the 17.3 rebound, two assists, and five steal performance. But when that game was hanging in the balance, he went, fuck yes, I'm taking over. Uh, so he gets an honorable mention. Uh, so does uh, Tyler. There goes my there goes my hero with his 28. Uh, you also had a pretty handy 40 from Jalen Brown in the losing effort. Should have been a winner. A uh, bit of a tough one. But today... It's really probably Kobe, Kobe, Kobe White, and Benny Matherin for me that stood out the most. 27 for Benny, uh, for Kobe White, 26 for Benny Matherin. Matherin goes 5 and 9 from deep, 3 7 for Kobe White. Uh, Kobe has the 27, 6 and 5 overall. Benny with the uh, 26, 4 and 3. They were just super fucking solid for each of their teams. Indy win because of Benny, Chicago win because of Kobe White. And away they go. And SGA had 32, 6, and 5 with three steals. He was a menace. They were all really fucking good. Like, it's cool that I can go Kobe White, Benny Matherin, SGA, three really fun young guards where you're just like, yeah, let's fucking go, son. I love it. And then I can also talk about our core. Uh, so they're the improved performances of the night. Who was spot of the night, though, Jim? Who could it be? Who could it be now? Spud, 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 I don't like or trust it because it's so heavily sort of built into the idea of like, we've got Jay Sean Tate and Shangoon's being great. And also we brought in Dylan Brooks and uh, Fred Van Vliet. It's like, all right, so you've, you've basically said, here's a base level of competency. That's cool. It's like, what is really, however, your ceiling if you've got Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks as basically your sort of two leaders and Shangoon is your best player? You need Jalen Green, and you need Jabari Smith Jr. to take a jump up as well. Today, they did not. Jalen Green goes 2 of 10, and Jabari Smith goes 3 of 13. And what happened, Jim? That's right, they lost. No shit, Sherlock. So, look, if you're two young dudes, they're going to go 5 of, uh, what's that, 23. Yeah, 
you're going to get beat. And it's probably the most frustrating aspect of the Rockets. Like, I understand that Emo Yudoka's like, I need some veterans in here to teach them how to play. Also, <laughs> just bear with me, maybe you could stick with the young dudes and let them figure it out. I don't know. Jalen Green, Jabari Smith Jr., it does feel like Jalen Green is going to be the dude that they just go, fuck it, we trade him. Uh, you know, he ends up in Houston or something. I don't know. Uh, not it. He ends up in Atlanta for DeJunte Murray or some shit. But God, it's frustrating. Um, and just another quick spot of the night. I wanted to mention this one yesterday, but I didn't do any of the uh, awards on yesterday's show because we didn't wrap up any games. But Andrew Wiggins was minus twenty nine against the uh, against the Raptors, and uh, there are minus one fifty with him on the floor this year, and plus one fifty seven with him off the floor. That's a lot. He was one of six against the Raps. Like Steph was two of fourteen and all zero of nine from three, which is pretty crazy. Um. Especially for a bloke who, what, shot 268 games. Yeah. Yeah, he shot a three and made one in a consecutive 268 games, and now he's gone twice in a month going over. It's a bit weird. Wiggins, really fucking it all up for everybody. Because that leads me very nicely into the next one. Old mate, no mate. 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 Who's got no mates today? That'd be Jalen Brown. Um for not getting any of those calls at the end of the game. That was fucking chaos. But also Draymond, seriously. I look at somebody like Draymond and you go, is there anybody in your life who just goes, can you just stop being a fuckhead? Like, I have enough mates, I think, in my life that if I was being just Draymond-level fucking stupid all the time, they'd go, Jim, stop being a cockhead. Would you? And I'd be like, you make a fair point. <laughs> Draymond's going, no, fuck you. You're the dickhead. It's like, no, 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 no. You might be the problem here. And, like, it sort of seems like he's at least getting to the realisation of that, but fuck me dead. That apology to Steph of, like, I want to publicly apologise to Steph. It's like, yeah, he could be a better fucking leader as well. I'm just saying. But really, he's like, yeah, Steve Kerr's crying. All my teammates checked in. It's like, oh, what about the ones that you wanted to punch in the face? What a fucking bell end. All we wanted you to do was not kick dudes in the dick, choke motherfuckers out, try to punch them in the fucking eye, or tear their head off. And you're like, no, I will retire. The other thing, and I'm, oh, nah, that'll blow uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Anyway. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. How good was today for the uh, better than Lonzo Balls, the better than Ben Simmons's, the better than James Wiseman's? Because uh, you have Jalen Williams go 21, 7, and 10 on 9 of 13 shooting. He was great. Fourth quarter takeover as well. 21, 7, and 10. Unreal game. Chet, 31, 5, and 4 with a couple of blocks shot. 11 of 14 and 4 of 5 from downtown. They were both playing, however, against the Wizards. So it's a bit of a that's a bit of a handicap. Uh Keontae George, though, 19, 6, and 4 with four made threes. He's top five in points, rebounds, and threes. Sorry, points, assists, and threes for a rookie. The Jazz have got a fucking keeper there, I'll tell you. Ah, uh, Will. Tell you what, they've been fantastic, uh, and I love it. So, great job by uh, your man, Keontae. But Chet, Jalen, good shit, and better than Lonzo Ball. 
How about... That's right, it's the return, finally, of everyone's favourite. I started my morning and new year with a visit to my doctor for my annual physical, and I passed with flying colours. I want to thank Dr. Ronald Sue and his amazing stuff for taking care of me and making sure I'm in great health. Cookie and I have been friends with Dr. Sue and his amazing wife Penny for 30 plus years, and we love them both. I encourage all men, especially black and Latino men, to go to their doctor and get their annual physical because it's so important. What do we say? Thanks, Magic. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love the Magic tweet of the day. That's one's That one's been sitting there for a little while, so I enjoyed it immensely. All right, let's take a break back with some quick ENRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some ENRs brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Listen to the man. Get your merch. Get your merch. Uh, get a coffee mug. As I mentioned, there's only a couple of those left. Uh, a couple of t-shirts still there. Uh, a few hoodies. So jump on the NBA Australia shop. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Or just click through on the socials and away you go. Uh, yeah. I really got to clear. Oh, I've got a big weekend ahead of clearing shit out of the fucking studio and the baby's room. So yeah, it'd be good if I can pack up a couple of uh, t-shirts and shit as well, man. Uh, right? Yeah, nah. It's Tristan W. I need Tristan. Uh, hey, James. A yeah, nah for you. Adam Silver talked Draymond Green out of retiring due to the money he would miss out from his fines and techs. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yes, I love it. Adam Silver's like, oh, but if you retire, Draymond, I can't afford my new car. <laughs> You'd have to fire half the league office. I was actually thinking about this the other day, like how they fund the league office and like Adam Silver and shit like that. Because you've got the 30 franchises all making their money and then you've got all the extraneous parts of income and you're funding the NBA, etc., and the running of it. Um, it's like, yeah, we know how much like Roger Goodell gets paid by the NFL, but we don't know anything about Adam Silver. It feels like a pretty sweet gig. And so my ongoing joke of like, well, half joke. Okay, it's not a joke. Adam, hire me as your vice president, uh, junior vice president of Common Fucking Sense. I'm happy with just like a low six-figure salary. It's fine. You know, I'm not greedy. And they could and should just get time after time. The dream on fines and suspensions could fund just me. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Adam, make it happen. That's a good one by Tristan. I love that. Uh, Jez, I'll send in a couple as well. Uh, the NBA should suspend Pat Bevan definitely until he agrees to never say what is on his mind ever again just to save us all on medication for the migraines of the garbage he dribbles out causes us. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Look, Pat Bev has an interesting way and a very engaging sort of I want to be heard kind of personality 
he also doesn't really say much of fucking interest most of the time that makes much sense, and he's a bit of a lunatic. I want to figure out if there's another player in NBA history who's talked louder and more often and has done so little in the NBA as Patrick Beverly. You know? Like, that bell curve or that sort of XY axis, the fuck around find out XY axis, for what I've achieved versus how much shit I've talked, like, one of those lines is flat and it's right down in the bottom, right? So, yeah. Anyway, that's a good uh, idea, actually. The shit talk corollary. Like, Kawhi Leonard doesn't do much shit talking. Is awesome. Um, and then the other one. Jez sent this one through, which is fucking fantastic. Hey, little Jim Clements. Happy New Year. Great to hear you back on the airwaves or podwaves or whatever. KD needs to go back to OKC and win a chip to appease the basketball karma gods. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah. This is... Now, this is one that I feel like I floated out like a year or two ago. Probably when the Brooklyn shit was falling apart. It does feel like the exact way that Phoenix... They're not going to do it this year, but they should. Because this team is fucked. Like, I don't know if it was the Nurk trade that sort of just made them that less athletic, that much sort of like dangerous defensively, but they're shit. Like, there is absolutely... Like, no team is afraid of this team. On defense, ever. And even if DeAndre Ayton is softer than Charmin, that's toilet paper for you out there. Uh, I don't know if Nurk was the answer. Like, are we sure that's the best fucking trade we could have gotten for DeAndre Ayton? Like, I feel like Bismack Biombo would probably be a better fucking fit. And they cooked that. They need to get Jock Landau back as well. What are we doing here? But KD to OKC is the only way that he could basically win another title and not be just fucking kicking the tires on another bullshit so-called super team that goes fucking nowhere because he's a head case and a snake. So KD next to SGA, the Williams eyes, Chet, Giddy. The thing is you're like, all right, what do we give up for KD? How do we get there salary-wise? The problem is you're not... You basically have to build a package around <laughs> not not very much, basically, if you're OKC, right? You're like, we've got all these picks, Phoenix. Uh, you've got none. Nah, 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 nah. Do you want some picks? Oh, they're over here. Well, you better give us KD. And Phoenix is going to be like, fuck these pricks. Uh, i tell you what. But that's basically almost how it has to go down, right? For Phoenix to get anything back, like it's $47 million for KD. And you're going to have to give up basically Batans, Dort, Michic, and like maybe Kenrick Williams. And then you're sort of getting like within spitting distance of where KD's at. And otherwise, you're just like, actually, it's just Batans, Dort, and Michic for KD. And then you throw in whatever picks you need. Go get KD, win the title, away you go. Does that appease the basketball karma gods? Probably. Like, they're going to be like, good, this is how it's meant to go. So, let's go. Um, KD wins the title in OKC with Giddy, with SGA, with Chet, with the Williamses. Make it happen. All right, unpopular opinion of the day. 
God, I love that. I love KD back in OKC. I mentioned the other day, like, I don't think they need to make a trade, and I hate how much, like, oh, they should trade for a star. It's like, no, they've already got a fuck ton of stars, and they can afford them at the minute. The minute you trade for a 47 million player, and then you've got Chet and Giddy and the Williams's like, rookie extensions coming up, you're fucked already. So keep your powder dry. But that would be the only way that KD would win another title. Just saying. And by the opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Adam Silver. Please don't retire, Draymond. Don't do it this way. I need to fund my kids' private school. <laughs> I need to I need to buy another Lexus. Uh, Adam Silver and this uh, players first mentality. I think it's good in general. I also think that at some point you have to go and not be best mates with every player. You kind of sometimes have to act like the person with the best interest of the NBA at heart and go, hey, Draymond, can you stop trying to tear dudes' heads off? He's like, no, I want to be myself. It's like yourself is a bit of a cockhead. So how about you're raining it? He's like, no, don't want to. I'll retire instead. Why are you talking that fuckhead out of that? That's what I'm asking, you know. If he wants to go and leave a hundred million on the fuck, and that's why the big thing about oh, I was going to retire. It's like, yeah, were you going to leave those three extra years of a contract on the floor? Bullshit. Anyway, Adam Silver, just maybe, just maybe, a firmer hand. Just saying, just saying. All right, Outback Takehouse. It's Tuesday at Outback. You know what that means? Yep, came home. Guess what? Dead possum. Chucked her on the spit. Boom. De-fucking-licious. Deep fried. Then you chuck her on the spit. Roast up real good. Boom. Double cooked possum only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is... The LA Clippers are going to make the Western Conference Finals and lose to the Nuggets in seven. Only at Outback. I fucking... Look... I mentioned this on yesterday's show. There is like an element of, huh, this is actually kind of cool when you're watching the Clippers. When they play a good team, like when they played the Lakers yesterday, they turned around and beat the Phoenix today. Both of those games were really fucking entertaining. Kawhi is not exactly the world's born entertainer. He's not fucking Hugh Jackman. But between he, Paul George, Harden, uh, Zoobs and stuff, there is like a cool sort of... Uh, almost basketball kismity kind of vibe to it all. We're like, yeah, all pushing in the same direction. It looks good. And it does feel like they could beat pretty much anybody else in the West apart from the Nuggets just because of the sheer size disadvantage that they have when it comes to Joker. So maybe if they get one more big dude, they are fucking obviously capped to hell. But um, yeah, Plumlee's back now. You've got Zoobs. Maybe if you could just get one more big athletic dude, I don't know. You'd be laughing, but still, Clippers look fucking good. All right. Quick strand player watch right after this. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Australian player watch. No box here with Benny, obviously. Uh, still injured. Josh Giddy, as I mentioned, he had the 9-6-9 and nine today. Not a bad outing. Didn't shoot the piss out of it that well, but uh, 
you know, it's just one of those games where you're like, oh, come on, Josh, looking good. Four of 11, one of three from downtown. The three-point shooting has ticked up a little bit as well. He had two steals as well. He was a plus 22. Uh, rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, land. Now the rooster didn't get out there against Miami, did not play coach's decision because Ime Yudoka loves rooting your wife, hates Aussies. Uh, Jingler Joe Ingles, obviously no Orlando, no Dallas, no New Orleans, no Portland. So those were the only Aussies in action today. Uh, we'll do a quick wrap-up, I think, of the Aussies when we have a uh, smaller slate. So, yeah, we're already going pretty long today, and I've got to go tape NFL Australia in a second. So let's do an Andrew Gaze Grand Mumble Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence, because that's a good idea. It's the first the- Andrew Gaze Grand Mumble Clap it up. Uh, two I've got here. Uh, Bam at a bow. It doesn't get much shine. He's not a sort of sexy player, sexy name. But fuck, he's good. 22-12-3 and three with a steal. Plus 12. Took over that game against Houston late. He shot 9-12 from the field. And this is it. Like, the fact that the Heat are keeping their fucking heads above water and a 21-15 with, like, what, Butler, Butler missing, like, 8 of the last 9 or whatever it is. It's mostly down to Bam out there shredding. Uh, Hero coming back as well. But he had 28 and 10 against Phoenix the other day, 21 and 15 and 4 against the Clippers, 15, 7 and 5 against the Lakers, 28, 16, 3 and 3 and 3 against the Yaz, 17, 11, 26 and 15. He's rebounding the fuck out of it. He's getting blocks, he's getting steals, he's doing everything. He's averaging a 22, 10 with 4 assists and shooting 50% from the field. Bam is rad. Bam's really fucking good. Averaging over a block and a steal a game. Love that. And Kobe White, 22-6-6 and six over his last 20 games. Yeah, the 27-6-5 today. So, you know me. Got a lot of time for Kobe White. All right, Paddy Mills, Game Day Baller, Game Day Twitter check-in. I believe it was another uh, Paddy Mills Instagram post. There we go. What's on the story? Straight the label. At it again. Island girls do it best. At Nahia Tial. Cool. Nice. Looking very good. Good ad. This is the type of kitchen you'll find me in. Ah, sweet. It's on the beach. What are they cooking? Jesus. <laughs> Don't really care what they're cooking at this point. Smoke shows. Uh, and then there's some swimming. That's not a good form of diving, I think, but still. Good on you, Patty. He's out there promoting the uh, Miso's label. Right. Games tomorrow. Let's do some picks and previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Yeah, not bad. Uh, what do we got? Five. Is it five games tomorrow? I think. I'll just check that's what we've got on the schedule. Uh, yeah, got to go to the doctor tomorrow for the uh, busted finger and the fucking ulcer. But we'll figure that out. Uh, we've got Sacramento at Detroit tomorrow. The Kings are 11.5 point favorites. It just feels like a lot. The Kings are a bit up and down. I'm going to go Detroit plus 11.5 in that one. Um, they've at least been a little bit feisty of late of Detroit. A little bit. I mean, they lost to the Nuggets by, what, 17? But, you know, before that, they nearly beat the Warriors. They lost to the Yaz only by 6. Lost to the Rockets by 23. <laughs> but, you know, they beat the Raptors last week in a bit. So... Give me the Pistons at home, plus 11.5 against, look, 
this sac look God God bless the Sacramento Kings. I love them. But they do have some weird and wacky performances just every so often, right? Like they lost that game to the Pelicans by 33 the other day. Uh, so they'll probably turn around and beat the piss out of the Pistons now that I say that. But um, they lost to the Hornets at home like last week. So a bit up and down here and there. I'll just take the Pistons plus 11 and a half. It's a lot of points. Uh, we then have the Minnesota Timberwolves in Orlando against the Magic Men. Fascinating matchup, this one. Because you've got an Orlando team with a bit of size, but I believe after beating the Hawks the other day, seven, well, by seven, yeah, 117-110, at home against the Wolves, I think the Wolves will probably be a little bit too big. But they are road favorites, the Wolves. And I just don't know about that because if you look at their actual uh, sort of... They lost to the Mavs the other day on the road. They lost to the Rockets. Well, no, they beat the Rockets pretty handily in Houston. They lost in New York. Just a bit of a bit of a sneaky one where Minnesota on the road. I mean, they're obviously fucking amazing at home. Uh, but on the road, they're 11 and 8. I'm going to go the Magic Men because they're pretty good. At, they're one of the best teams, especially in the league, at covering the line. Um, so getting four and a half points at home, I'll take the Magic. Portland go to New York. Portland have been playing teams tough as well, and this is another big line, 11 and a half. Uh, the Knicks with OG, with Jalen Brunson, with Julius Randle have been really good. Well, they won four on the trot. Uh, the Blazers, though, with the Grim Reather, the Great Barrier Reith in tow, Aussie Matty T, Scoot, Anthony Penny Simons. I'm going to go the plus 11 for the Blazers as well. They've been in a lot of these games of late. I mean, yeah, they're not winning too many of them, but they did beat the Bla- uh, They beat the Nets. So I think we go a little bit aggressive here and go with Portland plus 11 and a half because they have. The Knicks have covered and won all their last four. Portland won and covered that game against the Nets. They lost the two prior to that against the Mavs. <clears throat> Pretty badly. That was a bad matchup, obviously. They got their asses kicked by Phoenix. And maybe there's just a big sort of outlier against uh, Brooklyn. But, I don't know, 11 and a half. Let's see if the Knicks can do it. I don't think they can. We're going to go Portland plus 11 and a half in New York. The Grizzlies against the Mavs. We're going to go the Mavs minus 11 and a half. The Grizzlies, look, put up a pretty good fight the other day and uh, got basically like they have these weird sort of stretches where they go, well, we've got Marcus Smart. He's basically a shitter version of Jar. And you're like, yeah. They beat the Suns after they beat the Lakers. I think this one might be a little bit of a stretch too far where the offense of the Mavs is just a little bit too good for the Grizzlies without Jar again. And they run rough shot over them. The line is eight and a half, which is a bit, obviously, but I think they'll be a bit too good there. So give me the Mavs at home against the Grizz. And then we have the Raptors at the Lakers. The Raptors are five and a half point underdogs against the Lakers. I'm going to go the Raptors plus five and a half. Just because you think about this Lakers team, uh, they had the nice settling win over the Clippers uh, by three. But at the same time, it's like a, it's a strange sort of realm where the way that the Lakers... Uh, have sort of played, right? If you think about the size that they've got, <laughs> and what is going on with my computer? It's like freaking out. Um, 
the Raptors, they've sort of just got a bit of a swagger about them now, don't they? Like That Warriors game was crazy. RJ Barrett's playing out his ass. The Lakers, they, they got a great LeBron performance the other day. The Lakers have actually won seven of the last eight on the road against the Lakers. So I'm going to go Toronto, plus five and a half. And uh, they've covered 11 of the last 14 against the Lakers in general. So, yeah, let's go the Lakers. Because, fuck yeah. Uh, not the Lakers, let's go the Raptors, plus five and a half. Very nice. All right, there you go. Uh, how do we go today, actually? Of those ones, we went... What do we have? Six games today? I think we went five of six. We went the Clippers, that one. We went... Uh, Milwaukee did not win, but we did pick Miami in the end. That was a win. We picked Washington plus 11 and a half. That was a win. We had... Oh, we missed out on Boston. So we went four of six, I think. Yeah, because we nailed the Charlotte one. So four of six in the end, <clears throat> which leaves us at 304 of 200 and 216. So 304 wins, 216 losses. Pretty good. I'll take that one. All right, that's it for today. Uh, no skid at the end of this one because I've got to go skedaddle and get NFL Australia sorted. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow, though. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG. We're all over the socials. You know that. Uh, get around NFL Australia myself and Gaz as well. I'm about to go tape that one. NFL playoffs. Playoffs. Good times. Awesome setup for this week. Can't wait to talk to Gaz about it all and hear him cry about the Eagles. Uh, Cricket Today podcast and the Football Today podcast. Cricket Today is crushing it at the moment. Go check that out if you're a new uh, bat and ball man. Bat and ball. They do a great job, the boys. I was on there uh, the other day. It was great fun. I could just talk about Michael Bevan every day. Anyway, uh, get around to nbastro.com slash shop, get your merch, and chuck all those shows a rating review on your podcast app. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever you use on your Android phone. It does help out, so please get around it. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song, as well as to House Hats, Joshua Delarentis, Fascinated Goldmines, Ram Shackalami, Iowa Sex Jedi, Green Green Green, and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. They all rule, so smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. And uh, that's it. All right. No skit. Love your guts, though. We'll do a, We'll try to do a jingles one tomorrow. All right. We'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And later as in now. people i just want to fight people why won't you let me fight people fuck you adam sir i'm gonna retire